This is a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. Hi there, welcome along to this podcast. Kel's classic album was featured on the show this week. Who is Kel? Well, he's a leading guitar player here in the city of Dubai. He loves his music just as much as I do. And each and every week he picks a classic album. It was the turn of the band Queen this week with a kind of magic. And we also talked a lot about Brian May's guitar, uh, the Red Special. If you're a fan of Queen, if you're a fan of music, you will love this podcast. And don't forget to join me live on the show weeknights 8 through 10 right here on Dubai. By I 103.8. You're listening to the UAE's number one talk radio station. This is the Night Shift with Mark Lloyd on Dubai I 103.8. Welcome back uh, into uh, the show, and it's time to talk a bit of music right now. It's uh, a real pleasure to welcome back um, onto the show Cal Jenkins, well-known guitarist across the city, and uh, not seen you for quite a while. You've been away, right. and uh, you're back in town. I'm indeed, and uh, yeah, an absolute pleasure not only to be back on the show, but actually to be in the studio for it's the first nice, time. It's nice, isn't it? Eh? <gasps> it's yeah. incredible. Could live in here, couldn't I you? I think I might. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're going to look at a classic album and also talk about an amazing guitar player in, yeah. in Brian May and uh, a little bit about his guitar as well. But first of all, just tell me a little bit about the album that you chose and, and why you chose it to review. Yeah, well, it's Queen of Kind of Magic, um, which might be an interesting choice for some people because it's, it's one of their... I mean, it, it sold well, it did well, but a yeah. lot of people speak about Night in the Opera. Yeah. But for me, it's seminal for a couple of reasons. It was the first album they did after that incredible Live Aid performance. Right. Uh, and I also saw this tour. So, oh, you, you actually saw it perform? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw them uh, perform this live at, at Milton Keynes. You lucky chap. Yeah, you've I know. seen Freddie and, uh, <laughs> and you've seen Brian May at, yeah. at, as well and, and the rest of the band. I mean, often talked about as probably being, you know, the greatest rock band. Certainly yeah. Freddie as a front man, nobody comes anywhere near him, I don't think. No, not you at know. all. And Maybe Mick Jagger. <laughs> yeah, 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 true, true. But again, I think all of those guys really came from years and years of just playing live and doing the circuit. But if you think of how big their sound was, and it's just four people. Yeah. It's it's incredible. Yeah, it's not a huge band. For, no. Four guys. No, but but they they um apart from the the bass player John Deacon as well. They they sang, you know, Roger Taylor was a, yeah. an incredible, had an incredible Fact, voice as well I, as a drummer. I just learned that, that last week from uh, Phil Pendlebury and Eddie Parsons that it was yeah. the drummer Roger who was doing all the high stuff on, uh, on yeah, Bohemian right. Rhapsody. And yeah, all, yeah. All, all, <laughs> I thought it was Freddie, you know, being dubbed, but it was Roger Taylor, the drummer, who was really hitting those high notes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. And I think he still does um, because they're still out touring now. Yeah, with Adam uh, Lambert, yeah, of course. Yeah, which is uh, an incredible show. But yeah, the power of it, but... Obviously, I'm slightly biased being a guitarist, but Brian May is just completely different league to just your normal guitar player. And, and he's one of those guitarists. And, and I think, you know, when guitarists get to a certain level, you can tell just by one or two notes. You can yeah. tell Carlos Santana right away. You yeah. can tell Eric Clapton. And Brian May, his sound, his tone, I don't know how he gets it, but <laughs> I heard he plays with a, a coin. A sixpence. Yeah, yeah, he's always had. I mean, we'll we'll kind of talk about his uh, his guitar as well, which is super unique, um, and a lot of kind of guitarists are aware of like the kind of the law behind his <laughs> guitar. But yeah, he he um, he just uses those old sixpences. 
So, the ones with like the edges on yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. And I think that sort of, because it's kind of slightly grated at the edges, that gives it a, a particular kind of tone. Yeah. Um, but now the problem they've got is when whenever they tour, they're trying to desperately find these these old sixpences, because obviously they went out of circulation <laughs> about 400 years ago. <laughs> right. So um, this album was released 1986. I mean, ballpark figure in terms of album sales, what are we looking at? Yeah, I think it sold around about 6.5 million um, but if you put that into kind of context of them, of all record sales, I think their overall is, is over 300 million. Yeah. Uh, but they, they had, they had 70, 72 singles across the whole career as well. Um, but yeah, this was, this was their 12th album. Yeah. Uh, as I said, it was them kind of straight after Live Aid, which I think influenced this. Yeah. But also there was a film out at the time called Highlander. Okay. Um, which had, um, Christopher Christopher Lambert in there, so it became a few of the songs were used for that. So it's kind of almost like an unofficial soundtrack. Uh, but I think they was really riding the wave of Live Aid, and uh, some of the songs that we play are just just absolute classic. Okay, we're going to get into our first song. This was a UK number seven. Uh, didn't do great in the US. Only made it to sixty one, mm. but it's an absolute classic. It's called One Vision. Great song to open up uh, our look at this uh, album, A Kind of Magic. Uh, one Vision. What do we know about this one, Cal? Yeah, so this was kind of inspired by Live Aid. Everyone getting together, One Vision. Yeah. It's got that huge Queen sound, that amazing intro. Um, and that's kind of where it came came in from. But a lot of it as well was part of the humour, because there's a bit of the end 
where he actually sings fried chicken <laughs> <laughs> instead of one vision. Instead of one vision, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's become a, a staple, like kind of opener of their live set because it's just it, it. It for me, it really symbolises Queen. Huge, bombastic, yeah. Yeah. amazing, huge, loud yeah. guitars and his voice. Yeah, you can just it, see him strutting around the stage and the, the massive sound coming yeah. out to, to, that, to that song. Let's, yeah. have a, let's have a bit more. Let's see if we can catch that fried chicken. Huh? <laughs> On, yeah, some fried chicken there from uh, the rock band Queen. We are taking a look at a kind of magic. You brought a book in, which yeah. is very special to you. Talk to yeah. me about this book and, and why it's so special. <laughs> yeah, it's a friend of mine called Simon Bradley. He used to work for Guitarist magazine, and uh, he'd interviewed Brian a few times. And, and he'd always said there's never been a definitive book on his guitar, because his guitar is very, very unique. Uh, I'll talk a little bit more yeah. about it, but it was built by him and his dad. So he spoke to Brian May, and they they did a project, and they brought out a book called Brian May's Red Special. Okay, and it's um and it's an incredible book because not only does it go into like literally the nth detail of the guitar, but there's a lot of talk about Queen and his career as well. So it's not mm. just a guitar geeks book. It's it's a wonderful wonderful book. It's got lots of old pictures and like kind of from from like family times that Brian's put into this you know he's been yeah. very hands-on yeah. so it's a wonderful wonderful book but the story's incredible but but I, I just it's a wonderful wonderful book but it's actually signed as well yeah uh, which yeah yeah just... no simon very kindly um signed Brian it and, May, yeah, yeah and, he, and uh yeah yeah he got you got brian may to sign it as well which is wow. amazing so yeah it, do, but, it doesn't come out of the house that often <laughs> it doesn't as you say uh, there's a a great story uh, mm. in brian may's guitar he didn't just go down the, the guitar shop and say i'll have that one up there hanging up there uh, um, no it, this was built or made with a lot of love along with his father yeah that's right because i think there was, he he knew the sort of sound that he wanted his va- his father was a technical genius like he'd built their their cassette players their tvs all of this kind of stuff <laughs> really? so he kind of knew what he was doing yeah and brian may's like he's he's a doctorate in astrology isn't he you yeah know? so he's, he's, he's got a clever guy yeah 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 so he designed his own guitar because he didn't he couldn't really find anything out there that he wanted He'd fell in love with the guitar. He had an acoustic guitar, and they kind of took slabs of furniture from the house, like the the next <laughs> the made of like and... yeah, it's exactly like that. But it, but it was good quality stuff. Like the 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 fingerboard, it, um, the neck is like a two hundred year old piece of mahogany, which come from wow. the fireplace and all this kind of thing. Yeah. But to go into it, the the it's just incredible the level of detail from initially making his own pickups to get the sound, the wiring, the whole the whole thing right from the word go. And and it was really a labour of love between him and his father, and that's always kind of been the connection. And it's got a name. What's the name? Yeah, it's called the Red Special. The Red Special. Yeah, it sounds like a train, a <laughs> locomotive, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, yeah. The, the Red Special guitar, and and are there you know um, kind of copies made? Can people yeah. own this guitar? Yeah, there's a company called Guild. Um, who do like the official replicas? Yeah, and he and he has those because I think he does take occasionally the Red Special out on tour. But because he tours so much, 
Um, and there's been a couple of companies over the years that have tried to make it, but because he made it himself, and he's he's that kind of guy that is just so detailed. Um, but yeah, these these guild guitars are are amazing. So uh, yeah, you can go and get. So those. has he still got his original one that yeah. he built with his father? And yeah. he, you say he doesn't take that out on tour. Surely, I th- yeah. I'm not sure. I think he does actually. Does he? Yeah, yeah. I think he does. But um, and how does he get that Brian May sound? Let, let's tr- find yeah. out about how you get that sound. Yeah, it's a couple of things. One, one, the guitar itself. I mean, all get all guitarists say it's in the fingers, but also the special configurations of the pickups. That's very, very different. The si- the sixpence is is a key thing. Um, which I mentioned earlier on, because it's got those serrated edges. Have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried? I've, it? I've tried it with a coin. Yeah, yeah, and it does. It does make a difference. Actually, it's it sounds crazy, but using a different kind of texture on the string. Mm-hmm. In fact, a lot of the edges sound out of you too. Actually, comes from his pick. He's got like so many effects. So a lot of it is that. But it's actually because he uses like the other side of the pick that's all serrated. Mm-hmm. So that gives it a kind of click. And um, but with Brian May, he's also very famous for using the British Vox amps, Vox AC thirties. Okay. So all of that combined with a touch of absolute genius in his fingers, <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's there. But it appeared on uh, pretty much every single Queen song. It's on, apart from um, Crazy Little Thing Called Love, which was a Telecaster, but every single recording it's been on. Wow. It's just, uh, yeah, fabulous. And it's a fabulous book as well. Yeah. It's really, yeah. really good. Well, especially if it's signed. Now, yeah. let's get into our second song, um, and uh, it's the title track this time from yeah. A Kind of Magic. What do we know about this? So, yeah, this one was uh, written by written by Roger Taylor, actually, the drummer. So, <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, oh, I'm not talent. sure he's a drummer, actually. You know, he does he does too much. <laughs> I'm sure Eddie will give me our time. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Eddie's got a really good voice as well. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah so yeah. it must be, must be something about drummers. But, um, but yeah, this was originally, um, written for Fuller Highland, a movie. Um, so there's certain like kind of little things that he took. Like there's bits in the movie where it says like one prize, one goal, no mortal man, there can only be one. Mm-hmm. So it's that kind of thing. And then for the album version, Freddie Mercury got involved. It just he didn't feel it was commercial enough. Okay. So he changed the baseline. He added a few more breaks, and um, and it ended up being the song that it was. And it had. I remember at the time it had a wonderful video. Uh, I don't know if you remember it, but it was a bit of them, and there was quite a lot of animation sort of drawn onto right, yeah. the the um, the film as well. So it was a cool video, but um, yeah, it's just a really nice. It's a pure Queen pop song. You it, know, it's it really is. nice. And somebody rather famous claims um, that they did the finger clicks at the start of it. Really? Yeah, Chris Rear apparently <laughs> he was knocking about the studio and started going. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear it. Uh, second song in the title track. It's a kind of magic, a kind of magic. One dream, one soul, one prize, one gold, one golden glance of what should be. It's a kind of magic. One shot.
So there it is, the title track from uh, our classic album um, this week, A Kind of Magic. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it is Chris Rea on the, on the finger clips. It, uh, it, it you definitely can tell the like, tone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we make of that then, A Kind of Magic? Absolute masterpiece. It's just lovely. Yeah. I really like I know I'm being very guitar biased tonight, but the guitar line is just lovely because it's that little hit that, that, that's playing in the background but even his lead lines beautifully clean but i think it's quite uh, it's quite fun and joyous as well you can kind of hear a little bit of kind of mischief in freddie's voice you mm. know behind mm. it as well it's difficult yeah. to play brian may isn't it <laughs> <laughs> especially this bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> gets the fingers going yeah <laughs> Okay, we're going to come back with uh, more Queen talk. We are taking a look back uh, over the years at this classic album, A Kind of Magic. This is The Night Shift with Mark Lloyd. On Dubai Eye 103.8, the UAE's number one talk radio station. We're talking music with uh, guitarist Kel Jenkins, who's joined us on the show, and we're looking at the album A Kind of Magic. It was released back in 1986, and I think we've got a few Queen facts that we just want to throw out there, things that you might not know. So who did design that Queen crest? Well, that was Freddie. Yeah. Uh, again, it's not a surprise knowing how artistic he was, but yeah, and it's it's a really nice story behind it because he used the the astrological signs of all of the members. So there's two Leos, one Cancer, and a Virgo. I so didn't you know that. Yeah, 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 it's really cool. Really, really cool. Wow. Um, so Freddie designed their uh, logo. Um, we've talked about the guitar, that you know, that incredible piece yeah. of, of wood from a 200-year-old <laughs> mantelpiece that gets a great sound. Uh, but there's a story as well on, on the tune, Another One Bites the Dust. Yeah, so they wasn't going to release that. I mean, for me, I think it's one of, one of their five. I mean, the quality of all of them are pretty good. But I really like that one, especially with the bass line. But um, yeah, Michael Jackson just dropped around after one of their shows in LA and heard it and said, you should release that as a single. And they kind of went, oh, all right then. So without, so he's, without him Michael saying Jackson. that, yeah. so yeah, he's responsible for that. So a good bit of A and R for it, him. It there. was, yeah, some good <laughs> advice there, and also another collaboration with uh, with David Bowie was yeah. under pressure. Yeah, I think this is I think this is one of my Desert Island disc songs. It's such a such a gorgeous song. But I think I think it was in Montserrat they were recording, and they just happened to be there at the same time. And famously, there's kind of rumours that they didn't get on. But they did this. They, they. Mm. I think they sort of had disagreements during the recording of it. But uh, it was just absolutely gorgeous. But yeah, as as rock stars do, just hanging out in yeah. Montserrat in let's the studio. Record, um, what are you doing? Let's record a song. Also, I mean, not only have you seen uh, Freddie and Queen, but you've seen David Bowie David as Bell. well. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and yeah. you said that both of them, Freddie and David Bowie, have got this kind of aura about yeah, them. Yeah, it's or had. yeah. Yeah, I've been lucky enough to see quite a few of them, and Michael Jackson as well, to be fair. Um, but with with Bowie and Freddie Mercury in particular, even at a distance, there was just something about them that emanated. Even in, like you're seeing them like a, a dot, they've just got this huge presence and energy. And uh, yeah, I feel very, very blessed to have, uh, yeah, have been yeah. able to see them. Yeah, yeah. Now, Brian May, we spoke about his guitar, but um, what do we know about the astrophysics side of Mr May? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> He's got a PhD and a doctorate of uh, astrophysics from Imperial College. And in 2007, he was appointed uh, Chancellor of Liverpool John Moores University. Um, he's also a massive advocate for turtles as well. Like turtle, he? yeah, turtle um, sanctuaries. And in fact, when... And badgers also. Yeah. He, he, he's very protective of badgers. Yeah, because when... Um, like, uh, my friend Simon Bradley, who wrote the 
the Red Special book. When he'd interviewed him before for Guitarist, Brian May said, like, the fee put it to my trust for uh, for turtle preservation. Right. So, yeah, all of these things that he does, I mean, apart from being... <laughs> a monster musician, monster musician playing on the top of Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's in the book, actually. Is yeah, it? There's a, yeah, there's a there's a nice bit in there with loads of pictures. I bet he played Red Special on that. Yeah, one, oh yeah, 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 special for sure. <laughs> now, um, just looking at the albums that were around in 1986, we've uh, of course focused on a, a kind of magic, but there was some master masterful albums. And funny, yeah. I say master. It's just come <laughs> back, of course, in um, in the TV series Stranger Things. Is Metallica's Master of Puppets? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a great album. Um, but yeah, it's really interesting where that that kind of thing. And same with with the Kate Bush thing with um, with Stranger hand. Things. It's they're, they're all really really good songs of a completely different, obviously of the eighties. Yeah. But it's when you revisit them, you're going. It's like they're 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 just superb. But um, yeah, some of the qualities of some of the other albums, the, the seminal Graceland from from Paul yeah, Simon yeah. was released that year. Peter Gabriel so slippery when wet, which we uh, which bon we featured yeah. a little while ago. Anita Beta Rapture. Oh yes, that's a lovely album. True Blue Madonna, one of her, I think one of her finest pop pop albums. That one, Mm -hmm. Dancing on the Ceiling, Lionel Richie, which I think we did that, didn't we? Um, no, we did Can't Slow Down, didn't we? Ah, uh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, the, yeah. The other one, but yes. we should Old do. age, my memory. Should do. <laughs> <laughs> but some great albums there. And um, when it comes to singles, as you mentioned, True Blue, Different Corner, George Michael. Yeah. Uh, Spirit and the Sky, Doctor and the Medics. <laughs> yeah. Europe's Final Countdown. Uh, Reet Petit had another run out as well in yeah. 1986. Uh, the Jackie Wilson film. Uh, quickly as well, the movies that we were going to see in the cinema that year. Well, interestingly, because it's current, was the first Top Gun movie. Yeah. So that was released in 86. Uh, Karate Kid Part 2, um, they, they were huge films. Alien, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Platoon, um, The Fly, Labyrinth, which was... Uh, David Bowie was in that, I think, Labyrinth, yeah, if I, if I remember correctly. And uh, Big Trouble in Little China and Crocodile Dundee, which Crocodile I really liked. Crocodile Dundee was around with his, <laughs> uh, with his Australian hat. Right, we've got a third track um, to get in from this our classic album, A Kind of Magic. Uh, what have you gone for this time? Yeah, it's his Friends Will Be Friends, which was uh, another, I think they had four singles off of Kind of Magic. And and I picked this one because it's, it's just a very, very nice, uplifting song written by Freddie and, and John Deacon, actually, the bass player. Um, who doesn't really get that no. that many mentions? Funny, at nobody. All. We don't mention him. So let's no. John Deacon, John Deacon, John Deacon. I, yeah. I collect these little dolls um, uh, of uh, of musicians, and yeah. um, I'd, I'd managed to get everyone. Freddie, I got Brian May. And uh, the drummer, of course, but I was never able to find John Deacon. A couple of weeks ago, I found um, John Deacon. So I've Amazing. got the whole band of Queen now, so <laughs> my little doll collection. Oh, Have you got a Kelly doll? Uh, no, I haven't, but y- you need to get one done. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs>
So there you have it, our third and our final track from Kel's classic album, Friends Will Be Friends. Made it to number 24 in the UK. Um, well, what can you say? What can you say about that album in summing it up, Kel? Um, I think it's all in the title, which is... Magic. Queen kind of magic. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's full of magic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I'd say it's slightly different from their earlier stuff, but it's still got that classic Queen sound. Absolute rock belters like One Vision, really good pop songs like A Kind of Magic. Lovely songs like this, good ballads. Mm-hmm. Very much of its time as well, because they introduced a lot of keyboards. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's one of their kind of more underrated albums. But at the time, they was riding high after Live, Live Aid. Yeah went on a fabulous tour with this which I think was one of uh, which was what, what, what are your memories of the actual gig seeing this uh, this tour I think it was when Freddie came on he saw the crowd because it was at the Milton Keynes Bowl which is, is that enormous a big, big place yes like almost hundreds of thousands of people and him coming on stage in his face and then they go into one vision then it's like bang the place goes crazy <laughs> it's just yeah incredible yeah great stuff well Kel thank you so much for coming in and talking music with me and a classic album with, uh, once again, A Kind of Magic. We'll do that again in the, the next few weeks with another album. You've been listening to a Dubai Eye 103.8 podcast. To enjoy lots more from Dubai Eye in the United Arab Emirates, just go to dubaieye1038.com or find them wherever you normally get your podcasts.